Hello everyone, welcome to The Living Education, your podcast about education. Today we are with two really good colleagues, friends, Rekha and Danish. Uh, welcome to The Living Education. Thank you. Thank you. So today we are talking about sexual and reproductive health education. So how I got to these uh, two friends is there thanks to ShareNet Netherlands, which is a Dutch knowledge platform for sexual and reproductive health and rights and this community of practice enables um, to researchers practitioners and policymakers to share knowledge of course to inspire each other and to aid member organizations in advancing their agendas and to create synergy instead of duplicating what they're doing. Today, one of these members is with us, Resistance for Life. So maybe Reka, Danish, you can introduce yourselves as well. Reka, you can start. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so I'm Reka. I live in Nepal and I'm, a, uh, I'm one of the trainers for life for Dance for Life. And um, currently we have our own um, journey for life which uh, focused on young people's sexual and reproductive health. And we mostly, uh, our motto is to empower young people. So through our sessions, uh, which we called Encounters. And um, last year from when the pandemic has started, we have designed the online sessions as well. So yeah, thank you. Thank you, Reka. This is uh, Danish Hussain Siddiqui. I am from Pakistan. Uh, currently working with Blessing Welfare Association over here. Uh, we work uh, in so many areas, which includes health and education as well. And uh, since 2014, uh, we are working with Dance for Life in the different projects. And each and every project is a youth-related project. And it is for the youth, by the youth. So this is a short introduction from my Great. Thank you very much to both of you. Perhaps you can start by telling me, how do you leave education? What is education for you in this context of uh, sexual and reproductive uh, health uh, education? Uh, well, uh, for me, uh, living education means that the education that uh, we are getting over here is somewhat regarding the sexual reproductive health and right. The information, the awareness that the young people have is not very convincing, is not very good. So what we do uh, with them, we aware them, we provide them the platform so that they can have quality education regarding the sexual reproductive health and rights, the awareness, uh, the quality awareness that we are talking about. The information is uh, quietly, mainly correct. There ha it is not related to myths. It is related on the facts. So this is what living education for me is. That we need to connect with the facts rather than living with the bits that uh, we have around us. And if we talk about our model, uh, so education means for us, for our program is, is giving the correct information and give them knowledge as well as skill. That's why we called it empowerment. So yeah, we give them the correct information with uh, through uh, creative facilitation skills, creative sessions what, which help them to realize from their own self and help them to learn from the experience that they get from our journey for life and help them to take a wise and, and um, lifetime 
um, helpful decision for their sexual and reproductive health. Great, thank you. We've been mentioning a couple of times this journey for life. Perhaps you can tell me what it is and yeah, what are your roles in this? So um, basically the journey for life means that our curriculum has covered uh, any young people's life, any young people's life uh, from themselves to their relationships or, or in surroundings in, social, in society. So it's basically a journey. And when we have uh, the 12 sessions, which we call encounters, which include, um, in, which, in, which is started from in, uh, inspire young people to get along with us, and then we talk about their, their selves, which called me. So it's about individual where we have these sessions where which help them to gain their confidence and enhance this, uh, enhance their um, confidence and boost up their skills that they have in and have believe in themselves. And uh, then after when they felt confident then we talk about the relationship about uh, on their life that can be anyone from their colleague from their family members or from their loved ones as well and during that during those uh, that phase we talk about the communication skill how to strengthen the the relationship about consent about boundaries so that's what we do and on the next step we talk about me and society so now they are confident from the first uh, the me stays then uh, from me and you they're confident about their relationship how to handle it now they are focusing on on the society uh, where they identify the issues of young people which are being barrier for their development and and stopping them to take wiser and healthy decision for the, themselves. And during that period, they might get, um, get a chance where they can go to the community and conduct awareness programs in their community and what they have learned, they can reflect it with their work and they can share it with their peers, with their family members, with their community people. And at last we celebrate it. So this whole step called journey for life, that's why we called it journey for life. And, and I'm sure it will be the lifetime experience for them. That's why it's called Journey for Life. Wow, uh, uh, th that was the best explanation uh, what we can get from uh, Rekha regarding the Journey for Life. I would just like to add something that, uh, as Rekha mentioned uh, before, Journey for Life is equals to the empowerment model. The model that is made for the empowerment of we empower youth to make healthy choices, healthy decisions. We empower the youth to be part of the adults, the decision-making process. Each and every process that they, they have in life, they can be uh, decisive on that so that they can make easy decisions, they can make healthy decisions. So what Journey for Life does to them is it empowers them to make decisions. It empowers them to give a meaningful participation in their life as well. Great, thanks to both of you. And I also understand that the method of uh, providing this journey for life is also very specific, no? In your case, maybe you can tell us a bit more about it. Uh, yes, uh, the method that we had 
worked 12 encounters in the journey for life as rekha mentioned but after the pandemic uh, we switched on to the digital version because each and everything was going digitalized at that time uh, because uh, the physical interaction was uh, quite uh, uh, was not possible due to the lockdown due uh, to uh, the pandemic situation that we had in the uh, in the whole world that is so uh, uh, the digital version of the online journey for life came up uh, and we to uh, the uh, digitalized version it was great it was a really a fun learning experience for us as well because at first we were uh, very much afraid that uh, what what will be the response of the young people towards this because at uh, during the physical uh, version we do know that with the responses of the young people but what will be the response of the young people online when uh, it started uh, we had some awesome experiences rekha can explain more regarding that the uh, online journey for life the training uh, part that we had sure go ahead uh, rekha yeah so when we when we had this concept in our mind so it's been long time that our programs were in hold because of the pandemic and all our or all our countries where we work they they really liked the program and they were waiting when we when we will start the program but it was not happening soon so then we come up with this idea what if we we design something online that that can help young people or or our partners that we can uh, start our program so that was the concept at first and then what we did is we we tried with some of the um encounters that we have the sessions we have and and it it was good uh, we we piloted and we tested with our own trainers with our uh, with our colleagues from dance life and they liked it some of them were not working so it it was not the peach perfect thing uh, we we have lots of experiment at that time we we used lots of different uh, uh approach uh, different um methods and 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 especially uh with dance life our our team uh, they helped us and they provided us constructive feedbacks and and then trainers started that okay this is what we actually wanted to do or what actually we need to have and then we then gradually we started with 1 2 and 3 and now we are plus we have plus 15 uh, online sessions uh, though we have uh, 12 in physical but uh, what happened is so in in 12 sessions one session took 120 minutes but with the um, online journey for life we used only few of the activities from them and we make it uh, our our own sessions so that's why the sessions number are higher and um then what happened is we we made a blueprint of that um on online journey for life then we share it with our partners in different countries and 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 in pakistan as well so danish is from there we share it there with them and they like it i hope danish you can yeah. you can answer that and yep. and then we contextualize it uh, definitely and we make it the their own version of uh, online journey for life and then we test it with our 
champions, our volunteers, and we also, so the volunteers are former volunteers who already had a physical training from our trainers and they can, so they are the perfect um, people for uh, for piloting this um, model, right? So they the can ones compare. that get the, the knowledge first and the get empowered and get, they are familiar, of course, they're the best one to yeah, share exactly. with. Um, a bit more on the switch to the online uh, version. So of course, we all know that physical, and I think today is one of the these instances where we would like to see each other in person to be able to see our faces. And I think in the topic of sexual education is even more relevant because it's so important to create a safe space, a trust environment. Um, so how was this switch to the online version? Has it created, I'm, I'm guessing some challenges, but of course, perhaps also some opportunities. Okay, uh, the online version and the physical version. Yes, physical version is uh, quite necessary. It is uh, uh, it is really uh, helpful in many other parts. But uh, coming to the online version, uh, what we got here in Pakistan, uh, I had uh, some. Uh, uh, Q&A sessions with the young people that were the agents for change I had, uh, I asked them uh, regarding uh, that uh, if they are open, if they are free to open to talk about their issues, problems face-to-face -face or online. So many of them chose the online version because uh, to them uh, that uh, the online version, though it is not that much safe, but it is safer in a sense that the other person is not judging you by seeing you, is not Seeing you is not seeing the expression of your faces, is not judging what a person, what uh, a sort of person I am or the other person is. So it is really uh, what the uh, people said that, the young people that is, they said that it is really easy for us to open online. Uh, the other uh, reason, the other uh, thing that uh, I saw that because what we were doing here in Pakistan uh, during the physical version, we were uh, targeting the slum areas, the government schools that are uh, really deprived of, uh, they're deprived of this. So we targeted physically on that, uh, but uh, coming to uh, the online version, we got uh, some people, some young people from uh, different uh, private schools as well, some people from different areas of Pakistan as well. As I told you regarding uh, in the physical version, we had a boys' school and a girls' school, but during the online session, we encountered uh, uh, transgenders as well. Online Joyty for Life gave us the opportunity to uh, expand our work to different areas. Great, fantastic. Maybe, Rekha, you can also tell me a bit more on how was it um, on kind of the designing, no? Because I understand that what is um, kind of the characteristic of Dance for Life is that you uh, use dance and uh, songs to transmit uh, or to kind of motivate or inspire uh, young people and of course during the online version maybe it was a bit harder to do this how how did you do it um so uh, yeah you're re um, you're totally right we use dance and music though dance and music with dance and uh, dance and music we have our own um message that hidden behind our lyrics uh, yes, definitely with online journey for life, it's difficult to to tease them our dance step or or tease them our songs. Uh, however, we 
we tried our best. Uh, we sent them videos uh, where they can um, observe the step and they can try it by themselves. But it was not our target at that time. We are not there to perfect anyone's step or we don't want anyone to be a singer or dancer. But instead, we we are, we were there to um, there to uh, deliver sessions which have um, specific objective. Maybe it can be about themselves or in, uh, about their relationship, about the social issues that they have they are having, and um, of course we can't have a physical uh, movement. Uh, but we can see the behavioral change, as Danis has already mentioned. It. So for now, that is the most important thing for us uh, to implement the, the, the skills that they have learned from us and, and, and implement in their own uh, life, in, in their own habits. So that would be a win-win for us. And in future, we... I'm sure we will exist both our versions of uh, of journey for life. We are we prefer uh, physical uh, sessions, but we are uh, not less um, if we talk about the online journey for life. Both are are have the beautiful um, aspect of their own. So yeah, so perhaps yeah. you can say that they are maybe complementary, right? Like uh, some. So before we were discussing also that you were able to reach more people thanks to the online version. So perhaps there are two complementary things. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Great. So I think uh, you have inspired us, both of you, by telling us a bit about what you're doing and how, what has been the, the impact and the, the really inspiring stories. So thank you very much for both of you. Perhaps uh, we can, you can to add something else that we have uh, forgotten to say or something extra. Yeah, thank you for having us here. And uh, we are honored uh, to be here, though we are from different, different people from different parts of the world. We are connected here. That's how we work in dance life. Uh, no religion or no country matters. All matters is the issue that work uh, that young people are having and we are believing on young people and and definitely they are the present, they are the future of our our world, not only in one particular um, nations and yeah my last sentence would be uh, keep dancing and keep inspiring everyone. Thank you. Thanks a lot, uh, everyone. Thanks a lot, follow up. Uh, thank you, Rekha, as well. Uh, it has been a wonderful experience from my side as well. Uh, what I would like to say is that uh, to the young people, so uh, just raise your voice and empower yourself. Great. Uh, we are going to start our spring season with uh, a lot of um, inspiration and motivation. We will also leave in our social media and our website more information about that. And don't hesitate to reach out to us to get more information. Um, enjoy. This was the Living Education Podcast. Uh, hope to see you soon. Bye. Bye, everyone.